0: Hello again, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I'm glad to see that you're checking back in for your update of weekly information. On the other hand, if you're a first-timer, then welcome. Uh, Glad you're here. Just to give you some basics, what I try to do is provide information that's useful, helpful, safe, and effective to you so that you can take a better hand in your own health. If you listen to my other podcasts, you pretty much know the way things go, and if you're new, we'll try to give you the Real quick lowdown on what we expect here. If you want to touch base with me, you can send me an email at betterhealthnowpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you think. Give me some ideas for some upcoming information. If you're a regular, it's great if you subscribe. That way you get a notification when I put something new out there. Also great if you share this with some friends. If the information's good, Let's share with other people so they can have better health now as well. So today, a little bit more of a pressing issue for me. I I really couldn't help myself when it came to trying to figure out what to talk about today. I had never planned on doing a podcast about feet or foot pain. But um, nevertheless, here I am doing one. Uh, And the reason I think I have to do one is I had some people this week that I spoke to and uh, just kind of stuck itself right in my face front and center uh, so i want to dig in and I wanna try to get a handle on exactly what's going on with foot pain and uh, some of the folks that we can try to help with it. Now, most people are gonna associate foot pain with the named diagnosis plantar fasciitis. People have come to me and told me they have this diagnosis, whether they're patients or just friends of mine. I, this is not a bad place for us to start. The bottom of our foot is called the plantar surface. So that's part of plantar fasciitis. This plantar surface, this bottom of the foot has an arch and this arch is made up of ligaments, uh, muscles, and soft tissue called fascia. Yep. Now we have plantar and we have fascia both in there. The only thing we're lacking here is itis, and itis really means inflammation. So plantar fascia is inflammation on the plantar or bottom fascia of our foot. So this is a real good thing for us to talk about when we talk about foot pain. There are other causes of foot pain, but um, let's start with plantar fasciitis. acknowledging we're gonna spend a nice chunk of time on this, but it's gonna be an incomplete discussion. When I get to the end, I'll kinda try to tie up some loose ends on the other stuff um, to try to correct this sort of oversight. But plantar fasciitis to begin with. Now the causes of this pain are not really well understood. Um, They're not even even well agreed upon, but a lot of the treatments for this problem follow the cause or the supposed cause of the pain. So there are treatments that focus on the itis part, the inflammation. Those could be simple anti-inflammatory medications, over-the-counter Motrin, ibuprofen, naproxen. They could be prescription-strength anti-inflammatories that your medical doctor might give. They might even be steroids that are great at getting rid of inflammation. Uh, those, Those approaches are great for taking care of the inflammation and they're a good starting point. Sometimes they work well and sometimes they don't. Another alternative when you wanna just take care of inflammation is to put ice on it. You can put ice cubes in a A bucket of water, stick your foot down in there, you could take a a bottle of water, freeze it in the freezer, put it on the floor and roll your foot on top of it. Doesn't matter how you go about attacking the inflammation, you'll get some good benefits if the inflammation is the part of the problem. Now some folks prefer to put heat on their feet and they feel that they get um, some good results with putting heat on their feet. Which one of those do you wanna try first? I'm not real sure it makes a whole lot of difference. You say potato, I say potato. One person likes ice, one person like heat, likes heat. All that really counts is the results. Heat is gonna relax the tight muscles which are part of that arch as well. That's a starting point and that's an idea about how we can have opposites and I'm gonna talk about some opposites um, but, but I wanna talk about how we fix this thing. Before I get into that, I wanna throw one more thought at you. What if we, instead of blaming the inflammation as the source of the problem, what if we blame Tightness in the calf muscle. People have tight calf muscles. The calf muscles become the Achilles tendon, which is down at the back part of our heel. It splits and goes on either side of the heel and attaches into the heel on the bottom on that plantar side. And sometimes those tight muscles cause pulling into the plantar fascia and they get plantar fasciitis. Well, the treatment there would be to stretch out the tight muscles. A lot of people, especially runners that I've spoken with, have complained that they have plantar fasciitis or that they have foot pain and that they stretch their knees. Let me make sure that you're doing one extra thing when it comes to stretching your calf muscles out. If you are have your legs straight out and your knees straight and you pull your toes up towards your knee, which a lot of people do, you're doing a great thing for stretching your calf muscles. However, There's more than one calf muscle in there. We really talk about two different muscles making up the calf. A straight leg, toes up toward the knee is a great stretch for one of them. Knees bent, pull the toes up to the knee, stretches the other calf muscle. So if you've been trying to stretch your calf muscles and getting incomplete results, I would suggest that you switch over and add the knee bent, pull the toes up toward the knee, because that seems to work as well. Uh, And I know a lot of folks that have come in having seen medical doctors and sports injuries places that are stretching just the one way. I've seen a lot of runners, you know, injury prevention programs that talk about the same thing. It's kind of difficult to demonstrate this on a podcast. It's near impossible, but that's what we have Google for. You can go see a professional and ask them how to stretch it straight leg and knee, and knee bent. Uh, you could Google it. Just Google stretch calf muscles. Uh, podcasts don't well work well for this kind of information other than to point you to Google and let you go look there. Now, maybe a different cause of your pain has to do with shoes maybe the shoes have too big of a heel maybe they don't have enough heel or maybe your shoes have just worn down too much and they're no longer supporting your foot the way that you need this could tie right in with people that have short calf muscles so changing the kind of shoes that you're wearing let's look at what you're wearing and put something else on there if we're not getting good results with higher heels then we'll switch to lower heels i see this a lot with people who work uh, wearing some type of heel during the course of the week and then in the weekend they slip into sneakers, they slip into flats or they slip into something more casual, more comfortable and they notice the pain on the weekends when they're wearing those different shoes. These are great people to try this solution. Is it a guarantee? You know what, ice wasn't a guarantee. Heat wasn't a guarantee. Stretch the muscles wasn't a guarantee. Shoes are not a guarantee either but there's different ideas on what we try. You can talk to people that have tried arch supports. Go someplace and buy a pair. Go into your local Walmart. They have a Dr. Scholl's tell them things about yourself and they'll tell you the the kind of uh, arch supports that you should use. Or you could go to a podiatrist and they'll cast your feet and give you something custom made for you. Those are going to be a lot more expensive Uh, And I'd like to know before I spend a lot of money on whether or not something's gonna work. So if you get something that's less expensive and it helps, I think spending more money to get something more custom fit for you is probably gonna be more helpful, but that's a choice you have to make. Maybe the arches or the inserts that you have in your shoes now just don't work well for you and you need to put something else in there. That also ties in with shoes that are just a little bit too old. A lot of these options that I've talked about so far are just kind of the home version, self-care, things you can direct. Uh, I still think that's a great place for almost all of us to begin. This puts you, the sufferer of the problem, the victim in the driver's seat and in complete control of what you do. You wanna put ice on it, you wanna put heat on it, you wanna do stretches, you wanna do some exercises. Outstanding. The only thing we, we didn't touch base on there was trying to strengthen up the calf muscles. What if they're short? We stretch them. What if they're weak? They're not giving us enough support. Then we need to strengthen them. Simple toe raises. Don't know how to do that? Google calf strengthening exercises. Great way to go about it. So what I've talked about so far for home care options is an awful lot of opposites. Stretch the muscle, strengthen the muscle, ice or heat, high heel, low heel, put a new arch in the shoe, take take an arch out. And those are great places to start. Maybe you need something a little bit more involved, somebody who is trained. Maybe you need someone who does massage or manual therapy, trigger point massage, neuromuscular massage foot reflexology something like that that's done to not just the the region of the arch but also to the associated areas the the ankle the calf into that into the toes maybe we might need to be seeking care from physical therapists we might need to see some folks who can address with some physical modalities like ultrasound or electric stim or laser or maybe even acupuncture or possibly even some taping or bracing to give you a different kind of support all of those are options when we start to see somebody who knows more uh, about what, what can be done. They're not good options for you to do. They're, they're something that somebody else needs to do. If there is a problem with the joints of the foot, then we may need to, to address that as well. So some of these manual therapies and some of these other folks can get a real good look at those because they know what they're looking for there. Maybe in a kind of as a last resort, we need to get some medical interventions, some prescription anti-inflammatories. Maybe they need some injections into the area. Um, All those are pretty good options and none of them are bad. Surgery is definitely not on my list of treatments that I want to recommend folks get done for their foot pain. But on occasion, it's the thing that is necessary and does resolve the problem. I've given you a pretty big list of choices, didn't I? If you think of it as as the pairs, hot versus cold, stretch the muscle versus strengthening the muscle, high heels on your shoes versus low heels on the shoes, higher arch support versus lower arch support, you'll have at least a great place to start on your own before you need to seek the care of somebody else. So before you go anyplace else, I want to stick a plug in here for runners. Uh, And I I know this because I had a problem with this myself. Uh, I ran on old shoes for a while, and I started developing the same kind of foot problems. So runners, if you're having foot problems, what is the mileage on your shoes? A lot of people track their mileage now with all the devices we have, and that's great. If you, You can actually set a reminder in your phone to tell you to replace your shoes when you hit a certain number of miles, and runners have it easy. We get to use that kind of stuff. So I, I want to give the same kind of thought to folks who are on their feet all the time. What about the people whose jobs require them to walk around all the time? They're walking on shoes that have miles on them. They don't have any way, good way to track it, likely. And they probably don't consider uh, the same kind of a breakdown in the shoes as a potential source of the pain in, in, that they may be getting. So it's really a lot harder for the folks that aren't runners, but the same thing applies. If you're not sure what I've always done, buy a new pair of shoes and try them on. If I run in them and my foot feels different with the new shoes versus the old shoes, then I throw away the old shoes and I start wearing the new. If my feet don't feel a difference, then I go back and wear the old shoes again for another couple of weeks. So if you know you're gonna still be working, you have to buy a brand new pair of shoes anyway, go buy the brand new pair of shoes, put them on. If you see a difference in your feet after a couple of days, maybe that's the solution to your problem and start wearing them on a full-time basis. Having said that, I gotta gotta put a plug in here for uh, some of the other causes of foot pain. Uh, We've talked about some relatively simple things, self-treating things, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that can possibly cause cause some foot problems. What are those? Poor circulation. Uh, it's It's a real problem. It's not a good thing, and it could show up as foot pain. If you've got a circulation problem, if you've got a history of circulation problems, if you've got a family history, you really need to go see the medical folks, get to a professional, let them take a look and make sure that your circulation is as good as it should be. If not, foot pain is the least of your problems because circulation is something that's really important for us. We wanna make sure that our heart and that our blood vessels are doing the jobs that they should. So get to see somebody if you have those problems. There are people out there that that get cysts in their feet uh, or maybe some non-cancerous tumors, benign tumors. There's some neuromas and lipomas that folks can get that can cause foot pain. Again, if you have one of those potential problems, you probably need to go see a podiatrist or, or some other professional orthopedist. And there's other, there's other foot problems that can take place in there. We can get problems with the bones. They're just not very common. People can get bunions and hammer toes and some other problems in there. Those are the, in the realm of the podiatrist and the orthopedic surgeons uh, to fix those problems. Now, the last thing that I'm gonna talk about as far as plantar fasciitis goes is the way the, the foot works. You gotta remember that the foot has a job to do. We use our feet when we're walking, when we're running, when we're standing. The foot is what really connects us to the ground. So the how that that is accomplished is a possible source of pain. When you walk, you're transferring weight. You should hit the ground with your heel, you should move through the middle part of your foot and go off of your toes. There's all sorts of technical stuff when we look at how a person walks, that's called gait. But if you've got an ankle or a toe problem or a knee or a hip problem, then if you don't have proper mechanics there, you could end up with some foot pain as a result of abnormal mechanics. Now, if we're going to talk about abnormal mechanics, then we need to start talking about mechanical solutions to this. This can be changing the way you walk, your stance, your running. This could be looking at the mechanics of knees. This could be looking at the mechanics of low backs. Chiropractic care comes in here. This could be looking at uh, SI joints, sacroiliac joints as well. So we have lots of things to talk about as potential problems for foot pain. Uh, and this past week, I had three different folks that had some kind of crazy foot issues, uh, and none of them had good results. The first woman had just came come in and told me that she spent $300 for new shoes because she had foot pain. She was sold these shoes by the, the place in town that sells shoes, and they sell shoes for people that have foot pain. That's the job of this store, and they sold her what they do. She was not in my office for low back pain or leg pain. She was in my office for neck pain, but she was sold $300 pair of shoes. The next day when I was in the parking lot of the grocery store, I ran into the father of one of my patients who was limping. I asked him what's going on. He had hurt his foot and was soaking it in warm water with some stuff that he put in. He couldn't even tell me the name of the stuff that he put in it. Now he was getting nice with Usually I get great relief with this, he said, but it hadn't solved his problem yet. I don't know what his problem was. I didn't even get a chance to talk to him about what the problem was. I haven't certainly haven't examined it. But soaking in Epsom salts or this mixture that he put in the water was not the solution. The third encounter that I had that regarded feats was somebody who is a kind of a professional and was saying that everybody who has fallen arches and everybody who has foot pain has a problem because they've got problems with their glute muscles, and they need to be seen by this professional for evaluation and treatment of the glute muscles. There's lots of misinformation out there, and that's the thing that discourages me the most, is people who want to sell you their particular product as the solution to your particular problem. I do not do that. I give information about all the different options. You can put ice and heat on it all by yourself, and I want you to do that. I don't want you to come to my office. I want you to do that on your own. I want that to be self-driven treatment. If you need to seek other care, I've tried to give you an overview of what some of those things the other folks can do. Those are the folks that I like. I don't like the people that sell you the thing that they do as a source of your problem. These people are not getting the results that were promised them for 300 bucks worth of shoes and for Epsom salts and for stuff that you put in water. They're not happy with the results, and that's not what I want for my patients. Now, if you remember, back in the beginning of this podcast, I said, hey, there's an oversight here. There's a generalization that we're making that doesn't really Hold water, it's not not quite complete. Now I wanna talk about that just real quickly. There's some real good evidence out there that suggests that plantar fascia itis is not the end of the story. That the itis part, the inflammation, is less accurate than we all think that it should be. That what we really should be talking about is plantar fascia osis. They did some surgery, took out some people's uh, ligaments down there, saw the tissue, and there were some changes that were osis changes instead of itis. If you don't know technical stuff, that's not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. But basically, the tissue itself starts to change. Osis changes are the result frequently of chronic inflammation. So if we start off with an itis and we don't solve the problem, we could move toward changing the tissue shape and the tissue can actually start to look like osis. Well, if we have a lot of people that have had some long-standing plantar fascia itis and they haven't solved it successfully and are moving to plantar fascia osis then the itis treatments are not going to work for them we have to start thinking about treating people differently who have the osis the chronic the degeneration as opposed to the itis and the inflammation there's a way to do that they do a lot of the same kinds of things but the one big addition that a lot of folks like and get good results with for plantar fascia osis is some really intense strengthening up of those tissues So if we have you do toe raises and we just have you do lots and lots of them, maybe we can encourage the arch, the ligaments, the tissues in the arch to regrow new tissue that's in there. New healthy tissue can be regrown. And if it starts to displace the old damaged tissue, then the healthy tissue starts working the way that it should. And the osis or chronic tissue pales in comparison and doesn't become the pain producer and is not failing to do the job that it's not doing anyway. Does that kinda of make your head spin around a little bit? Um, I don't mean it to, but there's a lot of people out there that have been told they have plantar fasciitis, and they've been told this by people who were very knowledgeable, and I think they got the diagnosis right. But if we haven't solved the problem and continues, I think what's gonna to happen to these people is they're gonna to move towards some degeneration, some chronic problems, and they may be moving toward this osis, spending $300 on shoes or $200 on arches or injections, may not be the solution because those don't work as well for the chronic degeneration that's going on in that arch as it would for the inflammation. So we're using the wrong treatments for some of these folks. It's no wonder that some some of you folks aren't aren't getting the right results. I don't like those ideas. I, I think that what we're going to try to do is break down the problem so we know what it is. Is this an itis? And we need to do our inflammation-based things our stretches, our strengthening, our shoe issues, or is this the chronic degeneration, the osis, and we've gone way past the itis, we need to figure out why the itis was there in the first place to solve that problem, and in addition, I think we need to do this intense strengthening that they've been talking about. You need to take a look at that, go look for plantar fascia osis treatments. Uh, You can Google that, and you'll see some information that's out there that's gonna talk about this pretty intense strengthening that's involved. We stand on our feet. We all gotta walk around in those things, so, we need to be doing it in mechanically a good way, structurally a good way, and hopefully hopefully, a painless way. I don't wanna see people walking around in pain. They don't enjoy that, we don't like seeing that. If you are in pain, then you're not gonna walk as much, you're not gonna run as much. If that happens, you're gonna become less active, and that is not the way that we stay healthy. Let's take care of our feet, let's take care of the pain that's in our feet, make sure that we get the normal function so that we can use our exercise and our standing and our pain-free nature to keep us on the path to better health now.